Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Jake Sasseville Show. This season, we're back with all new shows. I turned 32 this year, and I wanted to explore relating and relationships for this first season back. Like many folks, by the time you get to your early 30s, you've had a lot of relationships, friendships, business partnerships. For me, many have ended, some have endured, some are still smoldering, others are rising from the ashes. Every guest this season, every show relates back to our relationships with each other and the things in our lives that matter most. My intention is that together we can reflect and grow. We changed it up. No more Skype interviews. Every show was in person in our studios in London and New York City. More intimate, more personal, funnier, edgier. Part two of my interview with the editor-in-chief of Teen Vogue, Elaine Welteroth, and superstar publicist and my dear friend, Yvette Noel Shore. A lot's covered in this part two interview, including the first time Elaine interviewed Beyonce with an ever-present Yvette in the corner when Elaine was an editor at Ebony Magazine. I think Yvette truly was like somewhat distracted. There was a lot going on. She was managing a lot. So I think when I came in, I don't know that she really saw me. But after that moment, I remember walking out and she was like, she gave me this like sort of approval, like this like look of approval. Mm. I felt that she recognized, this is a little black girl. She's doing it. I see you. It was just a little, you know what I mean? And, And it shifted and I felt like this, it felt like this sisterhood of black excellence that I had just been invited into. And if I never get into a room like this, I am taking this gem with me, that these women are so amazing and such incredible, huge stars in this world, but they're also just like me. Mm. They had a dream, they made it happen, and I got to talk to them and they were human and I saw myself in them. And that means I can go do it too. Like there was something rubbed off on me in that moment. I was like, there's nothing that can stop me. Like I met Beyonce and she gave me five more minutes. (laughs) And Yvette like saw me and she gave me the nod. And it just, I floated out of that room. Well, I just feel like in the age of social media, you know, everyone wants to one up the other in terms of their success. Mm. You know, I did this, I did this, but the truth is, you turn off the camera, you turn off the post. We're all looking for the same thing. Everybody wants to be validated by love. Yes. Everybody wants to be loved and to love somebody. Mm. And nobody wants to really talk about the process of it, you mm-hmm. know, because they're so busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing about the whole kindness thing, I mean, I know any I didn't even know that word, you know, like kind. Like it wasn't written anywhere, be kind, right? It just sort of be. And then you're like, oh. That's the definition of it. My grandmother said, when people enter your space, they should feel even better leaving. You should have contributed something to that time there with you. And that's what I try to do. Like when you leave my house, you got to be skipping down those steps. Mm -hmm. That this was good. And if Mm -hmm. you stayed only in my kitchen, Mm. you know it was good. (laughs) (laughs) The shoe closet wasn't bad too. You've been to the shoe closet. The shoe closet is not bad. But I just, (laughs) you know, I mean, I know know we should talk about the lives we live publicly with the work we do. But I I, I, I feel like... In this interview, you're saying? (laughs) Yes. No, no, no. We're fine. But I feel like there's one thing I want to say. Like, your past can define your life. Or you can just say, 
I'm going to live in the present and I'm going to make my future very different from what that past is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Here's what I mean. I was really aware when I was growing up that I had the world's greatest dad. But I also knew that that same man was the world's worst husband. So the man who could walk into my classroom in the middle of assembly and have every child bow down, oh, Mr. Noel is here, was the same man that made my mother feel this small. Hmm. And it's not until my father had a stroke at 49 years old that kept him alive for 28 years that I had that journey with him of finding out why there were two people living in him. Why did you love me so much and couldn't stand my mother? Honesty is the best policy and you cannot hurt somebody for just being honest. And my father said to me, from his hospital bed, between the alphabet, pointing out the letters of what he wanted to say because speech was gone. I never really loved her. That's heavy. I came from the other side of the tracks. I needed a girl as pure and beautiful as your mother. But the truth is, we had nothing in common. Are there any regrets, Daddy? None. Because I wouldn't be looking into your eyes right now and understanding the future and what is possible. Only your mother and me could create you. Mm. I knew I wanted a, a good man. After that, I was like... I someone who loves you. Someone who really loves me. Someone who, like they say, love your dirty drawers. Yes. <laughs> someone who wants to make love to you when you actually on the last day of your stink-ass period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. That's a tweet, tweet. That's a good man. That's a good man. Tweet, tweet. That's good I'm writing that into my vows. That's a good man. That's a good man. A man that puts his mouth over your mouth first thing in the she morning when you know you should. That's a good man. You're just like, you just love it. <laughs> that was the greatest lesson. In, in all of that, there was so much yeah. honesty. What a yeah. gift. So One much honesty in that. And then you remembered it. I remembered it. We were at Kings County Hospital oh. in Brooklyn. Whew. And I had gone to see my father. And it was months after he had had five or six different last rites. And he was supposed to die, supposed to die, supposed to die. But he was living to answer those questions. Wow. Yeah. My father died 28 years after his stroke. 28 years. Was your mom with him through those years? My mother loved that man. Let Mm. me tell you something. Mm -hmm. When my father died on my wedding anniversary, December 18, 2010, I was standing on my staircase speaking to my friends about anniversaries are always weird for me because I, it always reminds me not of how handsome I thought David looked, but how much my father was not walking me down the aisle because of his stroke. Mm. And around eight o'clock, 
I felt like something had cut my system open. And I was like, okay, girl, you didn't even have some of the drink. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I kind of went back to it. And 10 days later, I traced it. My father died at that moment. At that moment. 10 days later, the combination of not enough people in the hospital and a very bad snowstorm. Go back, check the calendar. December of 2010 was really bad in New York. Mm. Bloomberg got in a lot of trouble. The snow was everywhere. And so people didn't go to work. And uh, they kept telling us that my father was between the nursing home and the hospital. In the meantime, he's in the morgue. Took 10 days for Brookdale Hospital to tell me that my father passed away. Wow. 10 days. It's a journey. Mm. It's a journey. Went to my mother. Mommy, I have to talk to you. What? Um... Well, um, daddy's gone. She cried like she was 16 on Coney Island Beach and had lost her boyfriend. I'm like, wow. In my head, I'm going, but he never loved you. But she loved him. She loved him. She loved him. She bawled like a person giving birth for the first time. Mm. And then I thought, that's why I feel loved. That's why I feel love, because I know he loved me. I know she loved him. But because she loved him, she's able to love everything that came from him, even though she knew he didn't love her. It's crazy. Holy moly. It's nuts. It's absolute nuts. This is on another level. We stood around for an hour watching my mother cry, throwing herself from side to side. (laughs) Dramatic. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Dramatic. I wonder where you get it in oh, events. Honey, honey, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, she just loved she loved him until the day she died. She loved him. And until she was no longer speaking, she asked about him. She asked about him. And I said, Mommy, you know he's gone. He's, he's no longer She just here. wanted to be told no, stories. She just wanted to be told things about him. Wow. Yeah. Like what did he say before he died? Oh no. Did you things tell like her that? No. Okay, good. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. She loved him. She loved him. When I think you've done it at a macro <sighs> level, Yvette, I know, please. I'm trying to breathe and conduct myself at the same time. <laughs> but what, what I think it's done and what I think we can learn from this is there's a level of healing that you've done in your life that has actually done generational healing. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Which I think people underestimate the power of. It's actually the healing. Absolutely. It's the chains gener- broken. Yeah. It's the chains mm-hmm. broken. Listen, you know, when, when Lemonade came out and everybody had their... I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Who said... I'm trying not to mention Beyonce in this whole interview. No, 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 <laughs> and, and I never said anything. I, when Lemonade came and, and uh, everybody had like their story about Lemonade and I, I didn't say anything and I, I, I just thought in my head, I was like, that whole generational stuff is very, very real. It's mm. very, very real. Oh. You have to be like in tuned to it. And um, yes. you have to be really in tune to it. What you don't want to repeat what you Girl. is yeah. what you will repeat. Uh, exactly. What you, you can't you run away from it because you're so afraid of it. Yeah. You know? so Elaine I, says that admitting her powerlessness in her work, allowing inspiration to find her instead of seeking it, 
has allowed her to pull off huge creative ideas that she thought before wouldn't ever be possible. One idea as an example, getting Hillary Clinton to guest edit the December issue of Teen Vogue. Typically this would require, <laughs> Anna, can you please? Yes. And then everything that comes with that, which Anna would have helped, she would, you know, hopefully, I think she would have, but this was something that God was like, this is coming through you. Mm. It's coming through you. And who would know that it would become the last newsstand issue for Teen Vogue. It's beautiful. And yeah. it's sort of like, I didn't know the significance of it when it came through me. And I just believe in, I believe that everything is divinely ordered when you are being authentic and when you're following your flow. Yeah, you just have to stay in the flow. I mean, that's been my lesson. It's like, I know I'm just being used and I, my only obligation is to stay empty. It's like, wow. yeah, and anything that's good that I've ever done is, it came through me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't from me. Do you know what I mean? It came, it's like, I woke up with an idea or like I was like struck by lightning. You know, if, if my <laughs> ideas come like that, it feels like I'm struck by lightning. Or an, and if I wasn't, if I didn't find the space, like to be clear, to hear it, I might've missed it. Like my life, I literally made, I might have never even landed in New York if I wasn't like wow. awake when the call came through. And I have a executive coach who says like, just like, she's like melt into your bones. Wow. Mm. Do you feel that? Because mm. the first time she said that, I was like, what are you talking about? And then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, let me do that. Mm. Oh, wait, I see what you're talking about. And rest, like melting into your bones is like the ultimate surrender. And just letting, like, letting the flow take over. And your whole yeah. life can be magical. Like all the coincidences the that happen thing. when you do that, you can't explain to someone who doesn't live in that. But I know I can say I'm talking in company of people who I know you guys know what I'm talking yep. about. Mm. And it's so nice to be in your company. It's so nice to be able to speak like this. And I feel like it's so, you say girls need to hear this. This is good. Are you it's good? so good. It feels like we went to meditation weirdly. <laughs> it, it feels like a meditation, doesn't it? I literally feel like the way I feel after meditation. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. very chill anyways, yeah. though. Normally yeah. not so chill. Are you not? not always, no. Now we're going to turn up a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> I can be high strong. Listen, yeah. you caught me on a good zen day. <laughs> Jonathan's like, why are you over there faking the funk? I know you, mm. so, you are stressed out sometimes. And I am. So I don't want to paint a lie either, you know? Like sometimes you do get caught up in your flesh and sometimes you do get stressed out and you do forget all the lessons that were dispensed into you. And, you know, and you just have to, you have to know where to go, how to get back to source yeah. and like how to get empty again. And everyone will have their own, their own way to do that. I'm sure you both have very different ways of doing that than, than what, even what I do. What do you do? What do you, what takes you away so you can come back to center? Mm. That's such a good question. I, so you mentioned my like self-care Sunday. I, which I want to be a part of, by the way, I want to go to church with you. Cause yeah. I'm like, what church oh is she going to? And this I want to run. Oh my gosh. She's run to Instagram. It was really we child. Like yeah. It was windy and cold. It was, but it was so fun. <laughs> and then I found a puppy. It was great. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just try to disconnect on Sundays. If nothing else, at least Sunday, disconnect, be quiet as much as I can mm-hmm. do only what I want to do. And if that's nothing, then it's literally nothing. Mm. I lay up, except church. 
and just to reconnect with Jonathan. We danced, we recently picked up the Chata class. Yes. So, but, um, but like doing something that is just for my soul, like my spirit. And um, I've started meditating recently and it's hard to do for someone whose brain moves a mile a minute. And for a long time, I've always thought like, I wasn't set, I I don't think I'm meant to meditate because like this isn't working for me. But the first time it worked, I was like, you I realized headspace? the powerful. Yeah, now yeah. I use Headspace. It's a good app, right? Yeah. yeah it's a very good app. And, it, and I love that it tells you how many minutes you've meditated. Mm-hmm. It pulls that achievement lever, lever in your brain. You're like, yeah. okay, now I got to like, yeah. be like the best, best meditator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why you're going to keep meditating. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. keep meditating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> meditating. But, um, but I, I meditate. I take one day a week to do nothing but what I feel I need to do. And um, I just, I'm quiet. Sometimes I just can't be around people either. I think mm. people drain my energy after a while. I just have to like conserve it and pray. Alone time. Alone time, Alone is, time is important. And prayer. The power of prayer. People talk about it. And I don't think I, I think I'm only starting to understand the power of prayer. And today was an answer to prayer like 10 times over. And so mm. many miracles happened today, which is why I was like, when they opened the door, I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like screaming on the phone to Jonathan, like, I am. Um, Miracle after miracle happened today, and I've been needing it, and and I've been in a d- interesting transition in my life right now, and just remembering that you could either go through things and feel like it's excruciating or extraordinary, like you can Ooh. decide that, mm. and Ooh. I decided it's going to be extraordinary, and I'm going to have fun with this, and what if life is just a big game and we're just playing and like. I'm going to play to win and it's going to be good no matter what. I'm going to choose to win. So I'm going to win. And That's right. it's all in your, it's all mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful shift that I just made in this particular phase of my life. And I'm just watching the blessings just flow through. But it's, it's, it's about constant dialogue with God, like constant and out loud. Jonathan is, has helped me with the prayer piece of my life. He's like, Literally talk out loud to God. Close mm-hmm. the door. If you feel, if you feel like you're crazy, it's a convert. He's mm-hmm. like, have a, literally ask a question and leave room for him to answer. Yep. Mm. And I'm like, I, this sounds, this is weird. So, but I, I'm, I'm ready for that next level of relationship with God. And like, I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. I have a hard decision to make and I don't know what to do. Is it this or is it this? Do I make this decision with my head, with my heart? Or how, rather, I know I want to make spirit-led decisions, but all I can hear is my head and my heart in conflict. So please, can you quiet those two things down so I can only hear and move in the spirit? Please. Wow. You know, Mm. like, if that's my prayer, and then it's, like, immediate. You just, like, feel everything in your body shift. And it's crazy. But it's not crazy. But it feels crazy. Like, how oh, is this? Po- this is magic in real, in real time, in real life. And that's why I'm like, I, people can call, you can call it God, universe, spirit, Allah, whatever. But I, I, there is a power larger than us. There is a power larger than us. And it's so divine. And when you tap into it, it's life changing moment by moment by moment. And you can just choose to tap into it. How wait how mm. how amazing is that? We can't control other people's decisions, but we can control our reactions. And our first yeah. reaction is not the final reaction. Yeah. And for you that's to that's a big one. It's good. That's big. That's a good one. It's not the final. It's not. So it's okay if you get caught up in your flesh and get fearful and so get good. 
Is that the final decision? Why are you going to get wound up? There's yeah. no reason to be shameful. But what I was going to say is, I love how you, with whatever you were referencing, got out ahead of whatever it is was happening with others around you. And you said, I can choose to feel a certain way. I can choose to live in, uh, to, to play to win. Yeah. I can get out ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, life does not necessarily have to happen to us. It can happen for and from us. Right. Won't he do it? Huh? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? That's Every a black time. church thing. That's Every a black... What does that mean? <laughs> I usually get, listen, I was the only white guy... Come on, we gotta put him on. Won't he do it? Won't God. he do it? Won't he do it? That's yeah. right. Won't he do it's it? a black That's church right. thing. The last thing that you just made me think I just want to share is that Please. I have an executive coach whose name is Katya, and she is so fantastic and game-changing. And she came into my life during a time when I was surrounded by toxicity. And her constant reminder to me... Even, Every time I try to tell her about something that's happened and I'm trying to pull her into it to give me specific tactical advice, she always says, mm-hmm. get back on your, get back on your throne, mm. get back on your throne, not in an egotistical way, but like you're not operating in grace right now. You have the decision. You can make the decision to hover above all this. Mm-hmm. Get back on your throne. I love that. And I love every that. time I'm I love like, that. That's the reframe. Reframe. And at first, it was so frustrating to me. I'm like, Because you want to talk about yes, the details. Girl, but did you hear what I just talked about? Let's what talk about it. I have an email to write. What am I going to say in this email yeah. back to this person? Did yeah. you hear what they said to me? And she's like, get back on your throne. And, and, and now it's something. It's a, such a gift to me because oh. I can give it to myself every time I feel myself getting petty <laughs> or like vibrating too low. This is great. I'm like, get back on your throne. And we all have it. It's not like my throne. Like, you know, only one. It's not like there's only a throne for me. There's We all have Everybody a throne to get one. back onto. Yeah. yeah. Put that a couple of uh, weeks ago, I was uh, throwing a pity party. I don't do those very often at all. But we're allowed to every, <laughs> once, in every once in a while. And I got on the phone with Edwin, uh, who works with me. And I was just like, I don't know. I just, you know, it's enough. Blah, 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 blah. And he said, stop worrying about everything and be the icon you are. <laughs> Forever. Get off of Say it again. Stop, said, worrying about- Stop worrying about everything and be the icon you are. You better get your life. I said, oh. I said yes, yes. So that's my thing. Every time I sort of start questioning things, I, I, that's I going said, in my book with your permission, with your name, please, please, please. I, I just it was just one. It was just one of those things where like so good. Stop doing that. Just you know, believe get in yourself in, yeah. and just you know, get back on it. Get back. On it. Stand by. <laughs> I love your little accent, by the way. It is so adorable. I don't know why I got what this accent. I ended up like a Brooklyn Jew in Maui. Yeah. I didn't understand. Are you I, a Brooklyn Jew? No. Is that what that says? What is no, that? I don't know. I, I'm around some New Yorkers in Maui that, uh, you know, are kind of expats. And you lived here for a long time. What is I'm it? telling you, yeah. reminds me of my Aunt Esther. Because <laughs> she's like from Brooklyn. And he yes. talks to me. It's not for, like, I just, I don't know. I picked it up after a while. Yeah, it's honest. Yes, yes, with the red hair too. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. Okay, so the story Thank you for stopping me. He never stops me. I love I love when Timmy stops me. Okay, so you were at Ebony. So I was at Ebony. I was like a 
you know, junior beauty and style editor. Yes. And I had the opportunity to interview the Queen Bee. Yes. Front of the line. Okay, which is... I'm still waiting. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I had to say it, I had to say it, I'm sorry. I told myself I wouldn't. Okay, go, 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 go. Don't be jealous. Okay, Auntie Esther. Um, so I, you know, that, that was the you? highlight of my life. I was 23 maybe. Or and what would you do? I was definitely not 25. So it was like I was a baby. It was seven years ago, roughly. Yeah, maybe and so eight. was she. What was she? So, was so I remember getting. I was. There's nothing I love more, by the way, in the world than interviewing people. It's the best part of my job. The opportunity to interview Beyonce is literally the best day of anyone's life. Okay. Um, particularly a journal, a young brown girl oh, journalist. Okay, I'm gonna sit back. Right, and like it just. So I was like. Dressed to the nines, I like over prepared, um, and I was one of few, if not the only, black girl from a magazine coming in to interview her. And she wasn't taking all the interviews, you know. There, there was a specific list, and I was so grateful to be on that list, especially as a as an editor from Ebony, which got edged out of a lot of big opportunities yeah. because they were not considered a priority, um, even from for certain things like this. Because if it, if there's only room for one black magazine and it would be essence at the time mm. so i fought really hard mm. for ebony to be considered as a contender in these moments and at fashion week like i really wanted to put ebony on the map map again in a, in a mm. relevant way mm. um and so i had an underdog you know chip on my shoulder kind of syndrome going on but i came in and i remember she was sitting like the like the southern belle that she is Mm-hmm. And she looked beautiful, and I came in, and Yvette welcomed me in, and she was in the back of the room, sort of this like On her quiet phone, but right? powerful presence, <laughs> like pretending to not pay attention, but knowing. Oh, she, we know she knows. She's paying attention. She knows where the ants are crawling in the room. Yes. Okay. She's like her back is to us. She's in the corner. She's and she's on the ready phone. to shut it down at any moment. Any moment. One wrong word. Yes. Get it out of here. And you just know. You basically feel you feel her finger on the eject button. And you know, know. that the eject seat, you're sitting on the eject seat, right? This is so good. This is so good. I'm just like mind my P's and Q's, like trying to make sure that I ask the right questions. 23 years old. You know, just trying to just like trying to find a bond with B, you know, in the two seconds that I have. Yes. So I ask my questions and and then and B is, by the way, Go ahead. dropping all kinds of brand names. And I'm thinking, I know she's not supposed to be doing this. I don't. I know this one's holding her breath brand, right now. Brand names. Brand are names. Like usually, big celebrities when they're in these interviews, they carefully speak around specific brands. You actually mean brand names. Brand names. Oh, okay. Like products. Like she okay. named specific products that she uses. Oh, because it was a beauty. I'm sorry. Ebony beauty. beauty. Sorry, got I was a beauty and got style got it, got editor, it, it. and yeah. so I was asking her about beauty. It was for the launch of her fragrance, Heat. Mm-hmm. Got it. It was her first fragrance. Yeah. So because she's here for heat, I mean, the the, the laws of the land of beauty world and beauty journalism is like, she's only supposed to be talking about that fragrance, but she was mentioning other brands. I was getting the goods. Oh, good. I was getting the goods, but I was yeah. like, I know she's stressed out over there. Because <laughs> Beyonce is Beyonce. If she says, you oh, know, no. fill in the blank, I won't say what she said because I knew better than to publish it. Hey. That, that company is 
one, their stocks just went up, and two, <laughs> Beyonce is forever aligned with them, whether she intended to be or not. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm noticing that. So so mm. um, Yvette <laughs> is like, last question. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, it was done. And I was like, no, I didn't make her say these things. Like, I didn't even get through my questions. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, and 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 Beyonce must have seen on my face. You just, just went, the, dark, you went blank. I I was just devastated. Yeah. Like, I because I had so many other questions that yeah. I hadn't even gotten to, and. My, and I wear my heart on my sleeve, so my face must have given it away. I like looked at Yvette, just like, no! <laughs> like she took my 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 favorite doll away. Yes. And Beyonce looks over and she goes, Yvette, let's give her five more minutes. Oh, <laughs> I remember yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, oh, being, as we were wow. saying. <laughs> It's like, and, and I was respectful with those five minutes. I, yes. I didn't get, go crazy. We finished out the interview. It was an amazing highlight of my career. Probably the biggest highlight of my career. 23. Yes. Yeah. To date. I mean, that was a moment. And then I got stuck in the elevator with Beyonce after that. And oh, I, yeah. It was like a whole thing. <laughs> but, um, but I remember Yvette, it was sort of like, I think Yvette truly was like somewhat distracted. There was a lot going on. She was managing a lot. Um, so I think when I came in, I don't know that she really saw me but after that moment I remember walking out and she was like she gave me this like sort of approval like this like look of approval mm. I, I, I felt that she recognized oh this is a little black girl she's doing it I see you it was just a little you know what I mean and and it shifted and I felt like this it felt like this sisterhood of black excellence that I had just been invited into. Several months ago, Elaine, her life and her trailblazing work were featured on the front page of New York Times Magazine, and Yvette could not resist telling us what it meant to her. So, Can I jump in and say one thing that has been on my mind yes, about darling. Elaine? Yes, please. I must have been on a plane or something, and we were landing, and I turned on my phone, and the New York Times app quickly came up, and it was like... The headline that came up was your story. And I was like, close that. I do not want to read that on my phone. I have to go get it. I have to go get it. (laughs) You know, I used to get the New York Times a little bit all the time. And then, it, you know, like you read the sections you love and then it sort of piles up. And I, I was like, you know, okay, so maybe I'll read it online. But I needed to buy it, and I'm telling you, I have it at home. It's it's it's. You're I talking think about I, the picture with her with the against the yellow. No, I'm talking about that whole the new yeah the, the whole piece. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's like on a yellow background. No, Is that what I, we're talking about? I, you don't understand that. <laughs> it's a good piece. I felt like steady, every <laughs> steady, Ooh, steady girl. I felt like every brown black yeah. mm-hmm. girl. That was a moment. That was a moment. I I felt like my children and my children's children were being applauded there. I'm a journalism girl. Like I, my degrees in journalism. I just like she's in the freaking New York Times. Like it still meant so much to me to see that paper yeah. and to see you and the story about you and just. 
everything. It was such validation for everything I believe is possible.、Mm. And I was really proud.、Mm. I was really, really, really proud. All right, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. For more information on Elaine or Yvette, get them on Instagram at Elaine Welteroff at Yvette Noel Shore. Thanks for listening to the show, y'all. If you liked it, leave a rating and review. More important than that, share it with a friend that you think it would touch. I'm at Jake Sasseville on all the socials. This episode was produced by Jake Sasseville, me, Amy Loader for Profoundly Human Labs, assisted by Julia Schwinter, director of photography on the video, Temi Tikosi. Post production handled by Christopher Matram at the Matram Media Group in Perth, Australia. JakeSasseville.com for more info. YouTube keyword JakeSasseville for behind the scenes video content from our time in London and New York City. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.